Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. I am excited to bring you a message of encouragement today, uh, a message that uh, I hope uh, lifts your spirit and and I hope builds you up. I am here to build your faith today. And so I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. I hope you're as excited as I am uh, about uh, the future and, and what God is doing. God is, uh, he is setting us up for something. Uh, I wish I could tell you exactly what it is, but I have a great deal of confidence in my spirit about uh, the, the resolution uh, of all the things that have to do with being in quarantine and, and all of those things. You know, I, I guess we're all in the same boat when it comes to, uh, this pandemic. And, uh, it's one of the most, <laughs> it's one of the most egalitarian things that's ever happened to our generation. I mean, it, it affects everybody, uh, from the, in every quarter of society. And you're, no one is being spared of the consequences. You're either quarantining, uh, or, or you're, uh, you know somebody who's been affected, you're impacted either directly or indirectly, but stuff is going on all around you. It's, it's, it's all of us, and uh, but we're all being affected. But one of the ways that I knew something was up early on uh, was that there was not enough toilet paper available uh, at the store. And there's no toilet paper on the on the shelves. We had plenty at my house because my wife just naturally stocks up on certain supplies. So we had TP for a while, uh, but then uh, we we would always be on the lookout for those kind of things when we went to the grocery store, toilet paper or paper towels or whatever it might be. Uh, but things started going missing at the store. Things, simple stuff, uh, ramen noodles. And if you're the one out there buying up all the ramen noodles, just stop because uh, they, they're cleared out off the shelves. And so something, it feels like something strange is going on uh, out there in the world. And so the, the last straw when there, was, when there wasn't enough bread, I, I remember that day when the bread was cleared off and there was this one loaf uh, of goofy looking like, you know, 25 grain bread or something like that. And, and I said, no more. I, I just can't do that. And so we actually put some bread in the freezer, which we had never done before. So if you put bread in the freezer, uh, I'm in the freezer bread category now. And so, I, but I never got truly worried about these things, but it has caused me to think. I've realized that I've never really had to spend any time thinking about whether or not Walmart has my groceries in stock. I've never had to spend any time or spend any energy on those things because uh, when, I, when I get ready to go to, or my wife gets ready to go to the store, she asks me now, do you want me to look for fill in the blank? Do you want me to look for bread? Do you want me to look for rice? Do you want me to look for and that's not a question that we've ever asked ourselves before. If I can't find this, do you want me to buy that? If I can't find tuna fish, would you like me to buy chicken? I, who knew that these things would go missing, that you would have a hard time finding chicken noodle soup? And, and I know these things could be considered uh, real simple things that we shouldn't worry too much about, but they are very different for our generation and so if that's you, you're not alone. I, I, we're all in this same boat. But I'm here today to make certain 
that that same attitude about scarcity of resources does not exist in our Christian lives. That just can't be. Because we serve a God of power and abundance, and we understand that our God has not set us up to live lives uh, in an impoverished state, but that we are well stocked in our faith. That's the kind of Christian life we live. That's the kind of God that we serve. So I've got a teaching for you today, uh, a teaching from the Word of God that will teach us how to make it in our relationships, how to make it in our faith, and how to not only thrive, but to survive during this time. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. And this is the introduction of Peter's, uh, uh, his letter. It says, Simon Peter a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and savior, Jesus Christ may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord, his divine power has granted to us all things wherever you're at right now. If you're on the couch and somebody's with you, just tap them a little bit and say all things because he's granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Amen. That's a good good passage and a good scripture for us today. The title of my message, and and this is what I really hope to, to, to transmit to you today, is that we have everything we need. Everything we need. I believe that in this season, you will thrive and not just survive. That you will take ground for your family spiritually uh, and, and when there, we come to the other side of our present circumstances that we will look back and say, I can't believe it. We grew in this season. We grew as a family. We grew in our spiritual life. We are now closer to God than we've ever been. You know, at my mother-in-law's house, there's a special wall there. Uh, and along this wall are uh, pictures of my children and their cousins. Uh, and these pictures, they're not necessarily in perfect order. But if you go and look at these pictures, there's a progression from uh, infancy all the way up to, to kind of where they are today. You can, you can kind of chart a course and you can kind of see through all of these pictures the, the process of maturing and the process of growing up. You see them little and then you see them not so little. But you can follow the story and you can see a, a timeline of growth. And as I look across that wall when I'm in her home, I have a sense of, 
of pride at how tall they've grown, grown through the years and, and how they've grown up into beautiful children. And when I reflect on that, I, I sense that time-lapse photography can show me physical growth, but it's real hard to document spiritual growth. There's no photographs that can show you your spiritual growth. But most of us want to wake up one day and see that we have left our superficiality behind. We want to wake up and see that we have grown in our walk with Christ. We want to see that we've matured in our faith. But spiritual growth doesn't happen this way. Spiritual growth happens through little advances. And God has designed your growth to happen through spiritual disciplines, disciplines like Bible study, disciplines like uh, participating in the ministry of the church and church attendance, which has gotten tough recently. Uh, It's based on prayer and fasting and, 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 and coming together as a body and Bible study. All of those things are working together to give you little advances in your Christian walk. And when we devote ourselves to these disciplines, we will see growth over time and we will uh, take stock in the fact that we are growing. Just like those pictures in my mother-in-law's house and I can see my children growing, I should be able to look back over my life and see uh, the growth of my spiritual life and maturity. So in this season, I believe with everything inside of me that God is calling us to take ground and not surrender ground. He is interrupting the natural to grow the supernatural inside of you. And the enemy thinks that he can take territory from you during this time, that he can come in and steal and rob something from you. Uh, but, but we need to, to uh, bolster ourselves and say clearly to the devil, you have no place in our homes, you have no place in our church, you have no place in our lives, and we're going to be taking ground, not losing ground during this time. And I just want to take a moment and just declare that over your house. Do you receive that blessing today? I just declare the victory of God over your household as you're watching this right now. Uh, I, I just, I speak Uh, with everything that the Lord will give me authority to offer you a blessing today to be a a, a household of faith that is taking ground and has a victorious walk uh, during this season. Let's walk in victory and not defeat. Joshua 14, 12 is is one of my favorite uh, passages. It just is Joshua to Caleb. He says, give me this Mountain, And I believe we can say that prophetically, give me this mountain. Now, Peter, in our passage here, says, I'm writing to you who share this same precious faith that we have. This same precious faith. Think about that. And not just in the context of, well, it's written in the Bible and and this is our scripture today. The same precious faith that existed as Peter is talking to his audience this is the same precious faith that existed in the Old Testament when God himself calls, calls us his treasured possession. It's the same precious faith that exists inside of us today. Church, our faith is precious. And the reason that it's so precious is because it's so valuable. And the reason it's so valuable is because it was not bought with corruptible things of the world. It was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And, and that is the source. And so it is, it's valuable. It was, it was, uh, it, it comes to us uh, through Calvary and it comes to us 
through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so our faith is precious and it is valuable and it's wonderful. And, and Peter here, his position is different than his audience. I mean, he's, he's an apostle, but his status is the same. He's a child of God. He is a child of the King. And, and he's, he's like us in this situation when he says that their faith is precious. Our faith is precious and it is costly. In in verse 2, it says, May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We are going to thrive because God is going to give you more of what you need to thrive. Now, he's talking about to multiply something, but what? To increase what? The answer is grace and favor. Favor is going to be multiplied upon you. Not just grace and favor, but Peace. (laughs) I think it's interesting. I'll kind of break the fourth wall here and let you know. I typed in my notes, peace, in all caps. So it's kind of screaming at me, peace. But that's something we need to be declaring over our families and over our lives is peace. The harmonious uh, relationships inside your home. Uh, Freedom from disputes. And this is kind of important during a quarantine time when you're kind of locked in with people in tight spaces for long periods of time. But it's possible, not only possible, but something we should be expectant of, the peace of God for our lives. So how do we receive more and more grace? And how do we receive more and more peace? How do we survive what we are going through? And the answer is you determine in yourself that you will grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the, uh, the, the challenge for us today, that we resolve in our minds that I am going to grow in, in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and we're being uh, promised here by God that you will thrive because as you do these things, verse 10, if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. That's the promise for us. You will never fall. Some versions say you will never fall away. Uh, the King James Version says you will never stumble. And the word there means to, to lose your footing or experience some kind of disaster or to be lost. What will prevent you from falling away? Do these things that Peter is writing about. Make the decision not to surrender any ground to the enemy, but to re- resolve in yourself to take new ground in God. Don't settle for status quo. Don't settle for mediocrity. Grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. How? Peter says you have everything you need. In verse 3 it says, His divine power has granted to us all things. Say it again with your neighbor on the couch or wherever you're at. Maybe you're walking around watching this video on your phone. Stop somebody and just say it with them. All things. We have all things that pertain to life and godliness granted to us by his divine power. And it's important for us to see ourselves as somebody, as people who have plenty because God's providing us what we need during this time. We're not asking, do they have such and such at the store uh, in our spiritual lives? We're saying, I've got everything I need because it's granted to me by the power of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When it comes to having a successful Christian life, you have it all. You have everything you need for living a godly life. Just look for a moment at how powerful this truth is. You have everything you need. You can excel. 
you can take new ground. You can emerge stronger than ever before because he's provided everything you need in Jesus Christ. Everything you need. Ephesians 3.20 teaches us, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. Remember, you don't serve a God of scarcity, lack, or poverty. You serve a God of plenty and abundance. You know, uh, it was just a few months ago in February, I took a trip out to uh, Arizona, and I was in the Tucson area. And just north of Tucson uh, is uh, a mountain called Mount Picacho. It's not the tallest mountain, uh, but it is definitely a, a serious kind of point right out in the middle of the desert. And I've never been to the desert before. Uh, honestly, I don't think I'd ever seen a cactus out in the wild before. Uh, this was a totally brand new trip for me. And so uh, while I was staying in the Tucson area, I had a free day, and I went out to Mount Picacho by myself, and I'm going to climb this mountain. And I did it. Uh, I, I needed to get up and down the mountain before I called my wife and told her, um, you know, I'm climbing this mountain. Because it turns out uh, that it's a pretty technical climb. And it turns into a pretty serious uh, requirements for what it takes to get to the top. It starts off as kind of a nature trail. But by the time you get to the top, you're climbing up at probably 30 or 40 degrees. Uh, you're grabbing onto ropes and cables. And there's all kinds of things. And it's one of those things that you feel like you should really prepare for the trip. It feels like you should really get yourself ready. So I had a little backpack and I'm shoving all kinds of stuff in there, you know, uh, extra shoes and gloves and sunscreen and all kinds of stuff. I'm just, I, this thing is just bulging, extra water because I'm in the desert. And I guess I, I think that, you know, I'm going to dry up or something. And none of those things happened. I needed very little of the extra stuff I took with me uh, because I found out that as I progressed up this trail, the trail itself had its own provisions the stairs that I needed, the ladders to get up, the cables bolted to the side of the mountain. You try to stuff your backpack with all this stuff for the journey, all these physical things, but you can't carry them all and get to the top of the mountain. As a matter of fact, as I got closer and closer to the top, I noticed that people were laying things down to the side, the walking sticks, the hiking sticks that they had brought uh, sometimes they just set their backpacks down by the side of the trail, trusting that nobody would take their stuff because you just can't take it with you once you get up close to the top. And, and, and when I reflect on this, I see that physically we want to be prepared for every contingency. We want to have all of our food in our pantry stocked up. We want to have everything just like it's supposed to be there, extra food, extra water. And spiritually, we kind of want to do the same thing. We want to be prepared for every Christian contingency and stuff our backpacks full of Christian uh, friendship and Christian music and Christian jobs surrounded by Christian people and come home to our Christian homes and our Christian dog and cat. And and we want to have all of those things just perfect and, and, and just stuffed in our backpack ready to go. But sometimes God asks us to walk places and trust him that his provision is right there where it's needed. When Peter turns from telling us that we have all things, he starts to list virtues to be developed. Faith, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. He doesn't list items that need to be put into a basket, but he gives us these godly virtues that need to be developed in our lives. 
In Jude, verse 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. That's the power of our God. He's able to keep us from stumbling. He's able to present us blameless. Why? Because his power is available to us all along the journey. It might feel like you're walking through a desert, but God's got everything you need right when you need it. And Romans 16, 20 says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. You are going to survive and you are going to thrive in this season, child of God. And God will crush the enemy under your feet and make you strong. Philippians 1, 9 tells us that I, he says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Church, our prayer for you today is that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding because full knowledge in Christ and full knowledge of Christ is the source of power and growth. So what are we learning here today? What, what are we taking away from all of this? That a stronger knowledge of God will cause you to have increase in the power available for your life. You have everything you need. Who will help us? The Holy Spirit. Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Uh, he is the paraclete. He is the counselor, the comforter, the helper, the counselor. But in that role of helper, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and, and, and gives us the power that we need, reminds us that we haven't been sent into battle alone or unarmed, that we have everything we need. You have been promised by this, this by God, and the surety of that promise is backed up by the character of the one who is making the promise. It's the power of God. And so it's available to us. So remember, you are not only uh, surviving, but you are thriving during this time. So what should I be doing? Well, you should be putting the work in. Because after all that, that I have delivered to you today and all that Paul, uh, excuse me, that Peter has told us through this passage of Scripture, we have to activate what has been given to us. He says, supplement your faith with virtue. And he goes on and gives us the recipe for the success. And I hope to come back and, and, and to, to preach more on this topic. But uh, there is a verb there, and it is to supplement. It is to get to work on this. Put these things into action and start growing towards the Lord. Spiritual growth is the result of being intentional. And you have what you need, but you've got to do what you need to do. Supplement your faith. Peter says that those that fail to do these things are short-sighted and blind. And, and so we don't have that choice of doing nothing. We have to activate our faith. Remember, it's a precious faith. And he has divine power for us. And he's given us a trustworthy assurance. Supplement your faith with virtue and make every effort to grow. Let me just ask a question. I, I know we're not all gathered here today and, and, and you're on an other side of a screen. But can I just ask you, has God been good to you? And as you reflect on his goodness, doesn't that motivate you to action uh, uh, on the things that are coming to us from this passage of Scripture? It does me. It challenges me today. I know that we need God's grace and God's power as a foundation. And I want to conclude uh with what may be kind of a, a, a sub-message, just a, just a couple of moments where I want to uh, just give you a quick illustration. Uh, 
it's, it's a little bit like Monopoly. Uh, I, we haven't played too many board games in my house during quarantine time, but I know a lot of people are playing a lot of board games. And uh, Monopoly can be rewarding and divisive. Uh, (laughs) But like Monopoly, you can't collect your $200 without passing go. You can't grow spiritually unless you have first been born spiritually. You have to be born again. You cannot grow spiritually unless you have first experienced God's grace and, and his power as your foundation. You were born spiritually dead, but you have to be spiritually alive to grow. So all of these fantastic things that I've given to you today and the opportunity to take ground and to, to, to grow in your spiritual life, they can't happen unless you're born again. You need to be born again. So I'm asking you today to consider this on your own individually. Have you been born again? Have you had an experience with Jesus Christ? And do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If the answer is yes, then you have everything you need supplied to you for growing spiritually. But if the answer is no, if you've not trusted Jesus Christ with everything, all you need to do now is believe and trust in him. Do you trust him? You have to ask yourself that. With all the confusion of the world, it, it, it's, it's okay to go out now. It's not okay to go out. you got to wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask. There's so many messages coming at us all the time. In the midst of all of that and all the confusion about our current circumstances, you have to ask yourself, do I trust him or not? I'm here to tell you that he's completely trustworthy. Jesus himself said that you can trust him, that, that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He is trustworthy. He keeps his promises. When he says you have everything you need, you will have everything that you need. And you can trust him and you can depend on him. Will you pray with me for just a moment? Father God, I come to you today and I just say thank you for this message, this, this word that, that, that builds us up. It builds our faith. And Father, I'm, I'm convinced in my spirit today that somebody who's listening has listened to this whole message. And as they got to the end, they realized I don't have a jumping off spot for growing in my spiritual life. I don't have a jumping off spot for becoming a stronger Christian, for for growing in my faith. And so, Father, I pray right now uh, that you are drawing people by your Holy Spirit. And if, if that's you, if, if you're the one who's listening right now and you say, this, that's where I'm at. I need a jumping off spot to to plunge into faith in Christ and to begin to grow then I'm going to pray a prayer, and, and everybody can pray this. And if you're watching as a family, I invite you to, to, to pray together with me. But this is the prayer. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the king of kings over my life. I want to serve you and love you forever, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to dwell inside of me. Make this body your temple, uh, the temple of your Holy Spirit. Save me and give me a born-again experience so that I can serve you and grow in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Bible teaches us that if that's your prayer, you are born again. You're ready to grow and you have everything you need.
God bless you.